number two, which starts at 8 o'clock. We'll be uh, giving you the picks as soon as we get them. We'll be having analysis throughout the hour, including Tyler Butler is going to join us at 825. He, of course, is from Sports and Culture, Sports Media. He'll be with us talking NBA draft. Vax and Childress will be in here in studio with us as well, uh, breaking all that down also. So should be uh, should be good stuff all around. And again, if you want to get on the phones, Northland Communication phone lines, 864-654-7627. A couple of pieces of housekeeping before we get going as well. It's episode number 60 of the Mark Childress Show. Been doing the show now for just about two entire calendar years. And if you follow the show from the beginning, I am a traveling nomad of sorts here at the Roar. I started out on Saturday mornings. I did a little stint on Tuesdays for a while. I even did a little stint on Mondays. Now we're on Wednesdays. Long story short, and this is a good thing. College basketball starts next week. Clemson basketball will be playing a basketball game one week from today on Wednesday night, and I guess that's kind of part of the problem, right? So what will be happening over the course of the next few weeks is that we will be um, not having the Mark Childress show on Wednesday nights because it's going to be college basketball. So here's what we're going to do. We are going to be ending season two of the Mark Childress show this evening. This will be the last episode of 2020. Which seems weird to say. Well, we'll be returning in 2021. I would say same time, same channel. It's going to be the same channel. It's still going to be on the roar. What, what day is it going to be? What time is it going to be? Who knows? We're going to figure all that stuff out as we go. So should be good stuff there. But this technically is the final Mark Childress show of season two here today. Again, Northland Communication phone lines open 654-7627 if you want to jump in and join us. I'll bring Fax and Childress on. Fax and man, how you doing? Doing good. Excited for the NBA draft tonight. You know, talk some football, talk some NBA. Should be fun. Yeah, we're going to have a lot of stuff. You're a huge NBA fan, right? So what's kind of your take at the very top of the draft real quick? We'll be talking about this most of the second hour, but who do you see going number one tonight? Uh, I think the number one pick is going to be Anthony Edwards to the Timberwolves, and unless they get a substantial offer i think that they will keep their pick and take their selection but once you go down to number two things start to get interesting there have been a ton of reports that the warriors are trying to trade out of that number two spot as of late some potential suitors for that could be the bulls or the pistons and the pistons just acquired another mid first round pick about five minutes ago maybe they're using that to package up to number two who knows yeah, it'll be, uh, it'll be interesting to watch that for sure. So uh, we'll be talking about that the entire second hour. Again, we're going to have um, Tyler Butler. I tried to have him in studio, but he's doing so many things with his sports and, sports and culture sports media site. He's also doing some stuff for ESPN Los Angeles. He's doing a ton of uh, research on the NBA tonight. One of my go-to NBA guys as well as uh, Faxon. Those two guys probably know more about the NBA than I have uh, completely forgotten uh, about uh, which isn't saying a whole lot necessarily, but we're going to have fun uh, in the second hour talking about all of that stuff. Um, I did want to get to this early in the show. Uh, Clemson soccer is playing in the ACC semifinals tonight. They are having the ACC men's soccer tournament. This is the men's team. They're up 1-0 to zero over Virginia at halftime. We'll be monitoring that second hour, trying to figure all that stuff out. Obviously, if they could win, they could play for an ACC championship. I believe that's sometime this weekend. I don't know when the finals are. I haven't been looking ahead. It's been focused on the task at hand. but got a goal about 15 minutes into the match. They're up one nothing. We'll be monitoring that in, uh, throughout the, uh, hopefully, just first part of the show because the Tigers win it in regulation, does a good overtime, penalty kick, shootout, and all that stuff. Will Muschamp, since the last time I was here, was fired as the coach of the South Carolina Gamecocks. 
I, for one, facts, and I'll start with you, because you and I talked about this a lot. This is a strange choice for me, and I'll explain that in a minute. But what are, what's your take, I guess, on Muschamp being out, and, and who do you see as his replacement? Um, fantastic decision by South Carolina, even with Ooh, okay. buyout. Mm-hmm. Um, it was time for him to go. When you have a defensive coach, a defensive guru is what he was deemed before his tenure at South Carolina, and you're coming in and you're giving up like 40 points a game this season. You get yep. 52 hung on you by Ole Miss. That's embarrassing. It's legitimately embarrassing the program, and they made the correct move to ship him out of there now. I think Bobo is going to be the interim coach for the rest of the season, and there have been multiple names thrown out there for the replacement. Um, you could go after Cheney at Coastal Carolina, and I think that will end up being the hire. If I had to make a prediction, I think that would be a great hire. So you're going to go with, uh, you said Cheney, but you meant Chadwell. Oh, yeah, Chadwell. Yeah, no, no, that's okay. Yeah, um, that's probably front of the line for me as well. I think if you get Chadwell or Napier, you got to go in offensive mind. You, you can't go defense after the way the last couple of years has been looking. I like the idea of having an upstart guy. And the main reason I do, you see Sarkeesian in there, you see Freeze in there. Maxson, that would worry me if they went either one of those guys because I don't think those guys dream about coaching at South Carolina. I think they would look at, hey, I'll go to South Carolina for two or three years, make some noise, and then I'll go to a bigger Division One program. Would you agree with that? I think that especially if they hire uh, – Hugh Freeze seems to be everyone's selection. Everyone's like, oh, Hugh Freeze is a lock to go to South Carolina. I just don't see that happening, and even if he did, I think he would be using that to try to leverage himself, like you said, into a higher job, like maybe go get the Tennessee job, yeah. Oklahoma job, Florida State job, one of those like premier programs, and – one, like you said, those guys are using this as a pit stop. While as I think if you got Chadwell in there, or uh, he, he would use that as like that would be his place. He's from South Carolina. Napier is too. Like they know the state. Yep. They've coached in the state, and those two are to me the much better hire than a guy like Hugh Freeze. Even though he might be the better coach, I don't think he would stay for too long. Yeah, I don't think he would either. And that's why maybe having those younger guys. We'll continue to talk about that. But let's go to the Northland Communication phone lines and bring on Wyatt. Wyatt, my man, what's going on? Mark, I got one thing to say, and I'll take your comments off the air. Um, All right. I know that's your last, this is your last episode, correct? It's my last episode of 2020, yeah. Yep. Here we go. Here we go. He's Mark Childress. He knows more, more sports than Walt does. He's a good-looking <laughs> dude. He can throw a football over the mountains. What is season three going to bring? We don't know, but we know the women are going to go crazy. Season three. Coming 2021, brought to you by WCCP. All right, that's all I got. Wyatt, man, bringing it as always. I'll uh, I'll let some of that stuff slide in there, except the fact that I might know more sports than Walt. I'm not even going to pretend like I know more sports than Walt, and he's probably listening and would call in even if I said I even was starting to pretend and do all of that stuff as well. So uh, good stuff there from Wyatt. Hey, if you guys want to jump in, 654-7627. Always good to hear from you. Wyatt. Um, we've got uh, Al Coon jumping in in the Facebook comments. Has the guy from Coastal had some NCAA issues? No, that's not the case. Uh, Charleston Southern had some overall NCAA compliance issues that I think impacted the football team, but it's my understanding that Chadwell was cleared from all of that. And I was doing a little bit of research on that last week because I had heard he had some baggage as well, but it looks like he doesn't have any baggage like Hugh Freeze would bring, right? And going back to Chadwell or Napier, um, I'm kind of, you know, Faxon, I kind of look at Napier. He went to Furman. Um, I know Billy Napier a little bit from his time at Furman when he coached on the coaching staff at Clemson. A lot of people are saying, hey, Dabo fired him, what, 11 years ago, and he's still chapped. And all he wants to do is come back to South Carolina and take down Clemson. I, I don't think that's the case at this point. Would you agree? I don't think that's the case either. I think, if anything, 
his job taking at South Carolina would just be to progress his career. That's a much bigger job than he currently holds. So I don't think there's, I don't think there's a chip on his shoulder or anything from Dabo firing him. In all honesty, yeah, I don't think so either. So if I was going to take one. I really like the idea of Billy Napier. I think he comes back to this area. He's known as an unbelievably fantastic recruiter. He, again, it was just for a little while, but he coached with Dabo, who's one of the top coaches in the country today. He coached with Nick Saban, who's one of the top coaches in the country today. And I think he's super hungry. Not saying Chadwell's not hungry, but I just think Napier would be a great hire for them. Is there anybody random out there, Faxon, that you've been thinking about that uh, that you haven't seen mentioned in the mix? I know Coach Munkin from up at, at Army now is getting a lot of play because the president of the University of South Carolina came from Army. Would they move him down here because he's comfortable with him and he craves the discipline that he would bring with him and things like that? I don't necessarily buy into that either, but it's an interesting thought. I think the most random thing that could happen would be probably Mike Bobo staying as the coach. Yes. I, yep. I think that an outside hire that's just completely off the board is pretty unlikely. I think you know your, your five to seven candidates that have a chance of getting the job. But I do think that something that people are glossing over is what if Mike Bobo goes on a run at the end of the season here? What if they win their last couple of games and do it in convincing fashion? And then you're looking at a scenario where are you really going to demote him back to OC after he has a good run to end of the season? So I think that the most random result that could happen that people are kind of glossing over is I think that they could keep Bobo as the head coach. I just don't think that's going to happen. I mean, this South Carolina team is not a good one anyway. You've now lost probably your two best defensive players. Your top two defensive backs have said, hey, they're going to get ready for the NBA draft. They're going to go focus, or the NFL draft. There you go. I've already got NBA draft tonight on my mind. They're going to go get focused on the NFL draft. So you're down a couple of guys on defense. Doesn't seem like he wants to make a change at quarterback. I think that is part of the problem out there. I think the play calling is really what costs him against Ole Miss. I mean, you had a game where you were running the football eight, nine yards every single time you handed the football off. And you got super weird, I guess, in the fourth quarter, started calling a lot of pass plays. You knew it was going to be the last team to have the ball unless you decided to start passing instead of running. I mean, you had completely mowed down that Ole Miss defense the entire time. And that's on who? Mike Bobo, right? I don't think anything's going to change there. Also, I saw this today, and this is one of the two reasons, I guess, that I question making the decision that South Carolina made. And number one, it's related to... The coronavirus, right? And the dollars to be spent. And it sounds like South Carolina found a way, even in the middle of this pandemic, even though we've seen that they're potentially $50 million less in revenue this year in 2020 than they were in 2019. They've been cutting back. They've got to be considering cutting some sports. They've got to be considering cutting some employees, furloughing employees, all kinds of things like that. Who knows what's going to happen with the college basketball season? If you were to lose the college basketball season and, God forbid, lose the tournament again this year, I mean, you're looking at dire times in athletic departments throughout the country right now. So it really surprised me that South Carolina pulled the trigger. Again, in a normal year, this would have absolutely been the right thing to do. I still think technically from a football perspective it's the right thing to do. But you've got to think bigger picture. So South Carolina found a way to make that work. Or maybe they didn't found a way, find a way to make that work, and they're just hoping they'll figure it out later. Whatever it is, that's water under the bridge. But this came out today. The recruiting dead period has now been extended. This is from the Division I Council today. The recruiting dead period has now been exp extended through April 15th. What does that mean, Mark? It means a, a bunch of things. Number one, coaches cannot go out and visit players at their houses, at their schools, anything like that. It also means players can't come to schools and visit there either. 
So you're a new coach, Faxon. You're coming into a program for the first time. So let's say you're Billy Napier, okay? And you're coming in to take over the South Carolina program. And the number one thing that you need to do is recruit. So you've got the early signing period in December. You're probably not going to be the coach before the early signing period in December, or it's going to happen like the same week of. So you're not going to get any recruits in the early signing period. And that's where most of the great recruits are going here this year and every year. They sign early. Now, maybe with the coronavirus stuff, it's going to change. But you're going to lose most of the big names throughout the country. You're going to sign early as you're coming in as a coach of a program where you can't go visit players and players can't come visit you on your brand new campus, on your brand new team. I think that is a massive mistake by South Carolina. And if you have one bad recruiting class, just one, it can set your program back for years. And South Carolina is not exactly swimming in talent right now. They're not. What do you think about that, Fax? And I think this is a huge, huge problem for South Carolina, who in the first year of whatever coach they get is more than likely going to have a terrible recruiting class. Yeah, it should be an interesting dynamic to see how it unfolds because Carolina's recruiting isn't great in general. But we, going back to the Mike Bobo topic, the only reason I think he will stay uh, and st- have a big role would be because they do have that five-star quarterback coming out of the state of Georgia. Yep. And that's like everyone deemed Helensky the savior of the program. This is like the guy. Yeah, but he's still a year. I mean, you're waiting a year before you even get him on campus. I And it's it's unfortunate because you could be pitching to these guys, hey, come play with Gunner, I think is his name. Come play with yep. Gunner. Uh, come play with Gunner down here. But now if you have a new coach that you're bringing in, you might get a, new, a decommit from him. Yep. And if that happens, then... I think that everything breaks loose down there in Carolina. And like you said, I don't think they're going to have a very good recruiting class. They don't get a ton of recruits down there anyways in general. Yep. They kind of just get Clemson's leftovers. So it's – it's the program is in a very dire state right now. And one, like, misstep here or there, and they're in trouble for, like, the next five years. I agree. And that one misstep could come in a terrible recruiting class because of the time they decided to make their decision. Hey, let's go back to the Northland Communication phone lines. It's my man, JJ. JJ, how you doing this evening? How's it going, Mark Childress? It's the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes. I'm here to tell you live and color, baby. You are <laughs> the best at what you do, Daddy. And I'm here to tell you tonight, what about Shane Beamer, former South Carolina coordinator, recruiter? There's a lot of talk, Daddy, about him. What's your thoughts on Shane Beamer? JJ, thank you much, as always, for the enthusiasm. We got some wacky calls going on. I love these. I love Wyatt and JJ. I know both of them, and I love having them call in, man. I don't know uh, what's in the water this evening here. Maybe we're all excited about the NBA draft, but I always love the good words. Shane Beamer, I just don't know. I think if you're South Carolina, you can do better. Um, Shane Beamer has sat on some interesting coaching staffs over the years. But I don't even think Shane Beamer's ever been an offensive or a defensive coordinator. Now, Dabo wasn't one either. And Shane Beamer seems to be super excited about the possibility of actually getting the South Carolina job. And as Faxon and I were talking about a little bit earlier, I think that's one of the most important pieces to all of this, right? Who wants to come to South Carolina and stay? Not use it as a springboard. And if Shane Beamer's one of those guys, I think you've got to interview him, potentially bring him in. It'll be interesting to watch and see and figure all that out. All right, Tay, let's go back to the phone lines. We'll squeeze in one more call here before we go to the break. Josh, what are your thoughts on the South Carolina job? Oh, uh, here's the thing. I, I, I feel like if, uh, if Ray Tanner hasn't been on his knees with a blank check down at Coastal Carolina ready to hire Jamie Tedwell yet, we need to fire him too. Um, and honestly, he was the one who made the hire for Chad Holbrook. He was the one who made the hire 
for the lunch camp. I can't believe he's still there. Somebody needs to do something there. Uh, I don't think that he needs to have anything to do with the conversation when it comes to making this next hire. But I think Jamie Chadwell from Coastal is the only way to go um, for them to move forward as a program. He's a program builder. Yeah, Josh, it's hard to argue with you, right? And he's definitely, it's, you know, Chadwell and Napier, I think, are the two on my list. And I'd probably extend a, you know, backup plan to Shane Beamer there. Because, again, I think these guys would love to be at South Carolina. And back to what you were saying real quick about uh, recruiting facts and before we go to commercial, I think South Carolina and Clemson recruit against one another on a couple of guys every year, right? I mean, it depends on the talent really in South Carolina. Clemson's really gone nationwide. I mean, you're seeing them get, you know, Uwe Ungalale and, and Gata from California. You're seeing them pick guys from all over the country. It's not just about South Carolina anymore. So I don't know if they're really uh, – going head-to-head with them as much anymore on the recruiting front, but it'll be interesting to watch. All right, folks, uh, we are going to take a break. We are going to come back, and we are going to talk some NFL. John Ellis is going to be jumping on with us. John has the Roar podcast for the Carolina Panthers, different from the Roar station that I'm on right now, but it'll be great to have him in here. We'll be talking NFL and some more college football. This is the Mark Shoulders Show. Hi, Tiger fans. This is Catherine Cup, intern to full-time employee at Clemson Downs and CU Class of 2020. We are cheering on Coach Brad Brownell and the Clemson Tigers men's basketball team as they get ready for a fantastic season. Clemson Downs is the only continuing care retirement community in the Clemson area, offering independent living, assisted living, memory care, and skilled nursing. Visit ClemsonDowns.com or call 654-1155. We'd be delighted to give you and your loved one a tour of our community. Go Tigers! When you've got your home team from AgPro backing you, you roll over task. Cut the backfield. Bring it. Save you tons of money on a John Deere 1 Series tractor? You bet. Right now, our 1023E compact tractor with loader is just $174 per month. That's what your home team can do for you. For more home team savings, visit agproco.com today. Offer ends November 30th, 2020. Some restrictions apply. See dealer for details. Hi, I'm Dr. Saria Sicosia with Prisma Health. With COVID-19 rates still high and a vaccine still in development, let's unite to slow the spread of the virus. Remember to wear a mask, practice social distancing, and wash your hands often. Studies show wearing a properly fitted mask in public indoor spaces greatly reduces the risk of spreading COVID-19. Masks are also needed outdoors when you can't be at least six feet apart from those who are not part of your household. And finally, wash your hands often with soap and water for at least 15 seconds to greatly reduce the bacteria on your hands and use hand sanitizer when you can't wash your hands. On behalf of all the healthcare workers who see firsthand the impact of COVID-19, we urge you to help keep our community safe. We're all together, 864. This Thanksgiving is our last chance to get in on Franklin Equipment's long weekend equipment rental specials. From grinding stumps to hanging Christmas lights, we have all your equipment rental needs covered. From quality brands like Wacker Noisen, pick up any available piece of equipment Wednesday, November 25th, and bring it back November 30th for the price of one day. That's right, five days for the price of one. Don't be a turkey. (laughs) 
Reserve yours today or visit us online at franklinequipment.com. Franklin Equipment. Rent. Buy. Rely. This is Coach Dabo Sweeney. I remember how great it was to turn 21, but remember, just because you're 21 or over doesn't mean you can buy alcohol for anyone underage. In fact, you could face fines and jail time for a first offense. Upstate alcohol enforcement teams are enforcing underage drinking laws to save lives. When officers catch a minor with alcohol, they ask, who gave it to them? Don't let it be you. For more information, go to phoenixcenter.org. If you're tired of some skinny health coach telling you to eat spinach, call the Health Dare Clinic. We're a professional team of coaches, but we've all taken the dare. We have coaches who have reversed their symptoms of diabetes, sleep apnea, high blood pressure, cholesterol. Coach Amber lost over 100 pounds. We know how hard getting healthy can be. Our team promises results in 30 days or your money back. No starvation or gym workouts. We'll do all the work for you. Call 1-877-I-DARE-ME. Go to idareme.com. Electric City Crane Service, here to service any and all of your commercial and residential crane needs. Trust the local pros with over 50 years of experience in steel erection, roof trusses, and material lifts. Electric City Crane Service can also set new AC units and move or relocate hefty equipment in a safe and efficient manner. Ready to help you in every step of the way? Leave it to the certified professionals at Electric City Crane Service. Call 225-5351 today. 225-5351. Go Tigers! Your camper, RV, or boat is one of your biggest investments. When it's time to clean it, store it, service it, and fuel it back up for a new season of adventures, the experts at Take Cover Storage do it all for you. With state-of-the-art secure storage and convenient location in Seneca near several upstate lakes, Take Cover Storage does all the work for you, so you can spend more time with your friends and family, relaxing and making memories. Learn more online at TakeCoverBoatsAndRV.com or call at 864-608-9270. University Cottages offers the widest variety of apartments, duplexes, townhomes, and game day homes for purchase in and around the Clemson University campus. All University Cottage locations are pet friendly and have access to amenities, including a large pool, dog run, a grilling area, and clubhouse for lounging, and more. With 10-month lease options and units available now, call today for a tour. They won't last long. Visit universitycottages.com for more information and to apply online. That's universitycottages.com. And now, back to the Mark Childress Show on WCCP 105.5 The Roar. Welcome back in to the Mark Childress Show, episode number 60. If you missed it in the opening segment of the show, this will be the final Mark Childress Show of 2020. I'll be giving my seat away, if you will, on Wednesday nights. To the Clemson men's basketball team, I believe the next three Wednesday nights they have games that will be uh, airing in this slot. And I think one of the last two Wednesdays in December as well. So we're going to go ahead and put a bow on season two of the Mark Childress Show. I will be returning on in 2021. We'll figure out nights and times and all that stuff. Just follow me on social media over at the Mark Childress Show, and you'll be able to figure that out. Speaking of social media, if you're listening on the air on the radio side right now, you can head on over to the Roar's Facebook page or the Mark Childress Show's Facebook page. We do this show from the Bronx Studios in Greenville, South Carolina. Only show in the upstate of South Carolina that is simulcast on Facebook and on the radio. So come hang out with us over there. From the Roar podcast, it's Carolina Panthers podcast. My good buddy John Ellis joins us to talk some NFL. John, how you doing tonight? Mark, I'm great, man. Good to talk to you. And, uh, yeah, let's talk NFL Panthers. 
Yeah, no doubt. And uh, it's good to have you here, John. So let me see if I've got this straight. So there's no Christian McCaffrey this weekend, and we don't know yet on Teddy Bridgewater. Is that right? That is correct, yes. Matt Rule uh, wow. talked to the media today about, uh, you know, Christian McCaffrey is still weighing his options right now, and they're taking it slowly, of course, with uh, the injury to Cam Newton last year. I think this organization has learned some lessons about dealing with shoulder injuries. So I think they're taking it slow with Christian, and I think he understands, as Matt said today, he, he understands his body as well as anybody, so they're taking it slow. And obviously, Bridgewater suffered the knee injury last week. It's a sprain not considered too serious. And it wasn't to the same knee that he almost tore to shreds or did tear to shreds in 2016, thank goodness. So his uh, status is still unclear right now, which leaves uh, this game very much in question for Carolina. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. And John, uh, again, hanging out with John Ellis. He's the managing editor on Panther Place. Uh, John, you guys are, are the Panthers in no man's land? So I, I'm a Washington fan. We've won two games this year. I don't expect us to win, but maybe one more game. So I feel like Washington's probably going to have one of the top five draft picks uh, coming up in the NFL draft. Are you looking at the Panthers and saying, I would be fine not winning any more games because I would like to have a higher draft pick? Or are you looking at the Panthers and saying, hey, man, we're still kind of in the playoff hunt here. If we could string a couple wins together, we could go to the playoffs. Where's your head at on that? I think it's realistic to uh, temper the playoff expectations right now. They're just not in a good position with a very competitive NFC to catch that wild card spot. They had a chance there. They were three and two and rolling along nicely. And much like uh, you know, when I talk about the John Fox first year in 2002 in Carolina, they hit the skids midseason and went through some growing pains. You're seeing that in year one with Matt Rule. He's done a great job with this team. Obviously, defensively, they have a lot of holes, and now they're facing some adversity. With injuries, so yeah, if you pick twenty-two, Mark, uh, you know to to play towards that draft spot, it's tough because you know you would like a shot at Trevor Lawrence. I don't think they'll be bad enough, so to speak, to get in that spot. I think the Jets yeah. might have that one locked up. Uh, you know, you have Lance and Fields, two very good prospects there, probably in the top ten. But if you don't put together some wins here, you always run that risk. And again, they're going to play hard no matter what. You always run that risk of sort of stunting the growth of the program in year one. And I've always talked about, you know, year one for a coach, look at Miami last year. You know, tanking for two was the big mantra. But, you know, what they had to do, what they had to zone in on in that final set of the season was winning some games and being competitive. And no, they didn't make the playoffs, but they outplayed the New England Patriots down the stretch of last season. And now you see they're in a good spot at 6-3, and three, and they still got a quarterback in Tua. So, I think it could all work out for Carolina if they stay competitive for playoffs or a bit of a restart. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to watch, and and I'm torn a little bit as well, right? I mean, it's the first year of the Ron Rivera era in Washington. I'd like to think that they could uh, could win a bunch more ball games. Doesn't seem to be in the cards, especially with the quarterback injuries and some of the situations like that. I'd be fine with us only winning two, three games. Maybe you're there to get uh, Justin Fields or somebody like that a couple picks in. So we'll uh, we'll figure that out as we continue on with uh, John Ellis. John, uh, the NFL is kind of heating up, and uh, uh, there's a lot of really good teams in the AFC. Um, the NFC seems to have a handful of good teams. Uh, who would you say are the top two or three teams over on the NFC side right now? Well, I think if you look at the NFC East, they pretty much rule that block out. <laughs> yes. Yeah, well exactly. Very bad. Of course, it only takes one team, and one will get in the playoffs the way the NFL structures. So a team maybe with a losing record will sneak in, so you never know. 
But, I mean, the Packers are playing such good football right now. The Seahawks have stumbled a little bit, but I think yeah. they'll get back on track with Russell Wilson, get that running game going a little bit better. Uh, their defense has struggled in terms of getting pressure and in the coverage. Uh, the Rams, I think, are, are emerging right now. I really like what they're doing offensively and especially defensively. They're playing some good football right now. Uh, you know, you look at the NFC South, obviously the Buccaneers are hamstrung right now. In terms of their injury to Drew Brees, that's a big question mark whether Jameis Winston can step in and be that consistent force that we expected him to be all along. The turnovers can't be an issue for him anymore because Sean Payton will tolerate it. Bruce Arians had a high tolerance for turnovers, and Sean Payton coming from the Bill Parcells School does not, so he won't tolerate it. I tell you what, Tampa Bay, I was sort of hot and cold on these guys, especially after that loss uh, to New Orleans the prior, but the way they played on Sunday, I guess the very competitive Carolina team really showed me something. So I'd say Tampa's probably the front leader along with Green Bay right now, but there's a lot of good teams sitting there in that middle tier. Like I said, the Rams are a team to me that still you got to keep an eye on. Yeah, the one team you didn't mention, I think, is the Arizona Cardinals, who are starting to string some wins together. Kyler Murray's been playing great. Obviously, you had the weird Hail Mary finish to New Hopkins, or Hail Murray finish, if you will, this last weekend. I, I was going to kind of ask you about sleeper teams or, or ones that aren't on the top. W- what do you think about the Cardinals, and, and what do you think about the Vikings, who started to play really good football? You know what? I, I'm glad you mentioned Arizona, because we got a chance to watch them against Carolina a few weeks back, and they did not play well. They lost that game. Hopkins was not 100%, though, and I think Cliff Kingsbury had some problems with the play calling in that game. Usually he's in a very good rhythm with that, and I don't think they called their best game. Vance Joseph, the defensive coordinator, did not have a good game. And offensively, they just struggled pushing the ball downfield. They have resolved that. I mean, they beat a very, very good Buffalo team, of course, on the, the Hill Murray, as you call it, and the former Clemson product, DeAndre uh, Hopkins, is one of the catches of, of the millennium so far. An amazing play. Kyler Murray is coming into his own, of course. Uh, so, yeah, I think that would be a great sleeper pick, I guess you could call them. Uh, the Vikings, uh, look, they, they played very good football here of late, especially against the Bears defensively. Uh, Chicago kind of was that paper tiger champ for a while. They they just they, they didn't have that 5-1 and one edge, I think. And you saw now they've lost some games of late. In fact, the last time they played Carolina was, I think, October 18th. And Carolina and Chicago are now combined 0 and 8 since they played. So Chicago's kind of hit. The <laughs> I, I think I think that team uh, will probably keep progressing with their injuries and quarterback. But yeah, sure, the Cardinals I think can take on anybody in the NFC right now. I, I'd look for them maybe to make a run. And of course, that's one team that comes out of the NFC East if they get healthy, whether it's Dallas, uh, maybe Washington makes a run. Who knows? Whether it's uh, no. you know uh, it's Philadelphia, I don't know if they can pull it off with the turnovers. Carson Wentz, uh, and the Giants are playing better, but I just don't see enough there from the quarterback positions in that position. So I think you're going to see maybe a team like Arizona, like you said, sneak up and do some damage. Yeah, it'll be interesting as we continue on with John Ellis. Check out his Panthers podcast called The Roar. Anywhere that you download your podcast, really good stuff, especially if you're a Panthers fan. You will learn something every single time you listen. The NFC East is the first division since the 1970 merger with every team at three or fewer wins through Week 10. So it's never happened before how bad all of these teams are. But I'm kind of like you. It's the NFL, right? So I really think either the Giants or the Eagles are going to win that division with like six wins or maybe seven. And since they're a division winner, they're going to get a home playoff game. And I'm telling you right now, because it's the NFL, they'll win that game. 
the NFC East yeah. winner will win a home playoff game just because that's the way I feel like things always go in the NFL. Once everybody starts writing somebody off, watch one of those dadgum teams make a run in the postseason. Well, just for, for context, too, Carolina went through this in 2014, you may recall. The, uh, oh, yeah, that's right. was damaged good. I mean, everybody was in that <laughs> sort of uh, 500-ish year leading up to the end of the season. And Carolina had what was a de facto title game at Atlanta. Well, whoever won that game was going to get in with a losing record in the playoffs. And Carolina put the hammer down on Atlanta. They advanced to the wild card round. They host a very good Arizona team. Of course, false but they dominated that game, and they played in the divisional round. All of a sudden, they turned it over a 7 one record, and they're a couple plays away from advancing to the NFC title game. So, yeah, I'm absolutely with you there. I think you go back and look at the Giants, for example, when they made their Super Bowl run the first time around. I believe they were 9-7, and seven, and uh, they got in late. They ran the table and uh, won some road playoff games. So I wouldn't rule that out, man. You get that, you get that home playoff game. You can't. Yeah, it really is. And again, it is the NFC East, so maybe I'm going out on a limb that I don't want to hang out on uh, too much there. Um, but go from there. Hey, uh, I know you're doing a lot of pregame work on your Ingles uh, college football uh, pregame show where you're spending a lot of time talking about the Clemson Tigers. Any uh, any quick thoughts on the Tigers versus FSU this weekend before I let you get out of here? Well, yeah, I appreciate that. Obviously, you know, your friend Richard Weaver and I both do that show together. We're on at 7 a.m. this week, but it's... Uh, Huge game, of course, at Florida State. Of course, the, the Seminoles have struggled this year with Mike Norvell. They've gone through some challenges. But I think the big story here is Trevor Lawrence. He's back in action, of course, after the COVID diagnosis. He sounds positive. The, the whole team around him sounds energized to have him back. I think DJ Louis Ungalai, I finally got that name down, Mark, has done you got it. really good things here. <laughs> I got it, yeah. I've <laughs> for hours, Mark. Um, but DJ has done really good things, and I think the future's bright for that kid. But, uh, you know, obviously getting Trevor back is a huge boost. Defensively, if they can get some guys back and healthy, obviously the game at Notre Dame was a highly competitive game, very entertaining. I think you know, they had some chance to maybe take some perspective from that. It's highly disappointing to lose with the number one anytime, even on the road. But the takeaway from that game, I think, was, you know, maybe you know we were shorthanded defensively a little bit. Uh, of course, Trevor was not there. And, you know, Ian Buck and the entire offensive line from the end just had an outstanding game. So I think you take some positives away from that, move forward, get back on track for the big win on the road this week and move forward. Yeah, I like uh, I like what you're thinking as well. So, uh, John, before you leave, uh, tell us about the podcast that you do for the Carolina Panthers called The Roar. We try to confuse people as much as we can here. So talk about On The Roar, your podcast, The Roar, about a completely different team. There you go. Yeah, it's The Roar podcast on Blue Wire, and you can find it anywhere podcasts are heard, Google Podcast, Apple, Spotify, and at BlueWire.com. You can find us as well in terms of uh, all of our great lineup of podcasts. Our friend Todd Boyd has a podcast, our network, and thoughts and prayers, by the way, out to him and his family. His father passing away. We're thinking about him. Um, but, yeah, catch us anytime you want on uh, Apple, anywhere you can find podcasts. Really appreciate the support. Thank you, John. Enjoy the podcast. Enjoy your work uh, in the pregames on Saturday mornings before Clemson, and uh, I'll talk to you soon, okay? All right. Be well, Mark. Thanks a lot for the invite, man. Yeah, you do the same. We should be telling everybody to be well these days with the uh, coronavirus and everything going on. Always a kick to be able to have John Ellis on the show with me. All right, coming up next, we will be talking exclusively Clemson football in the next segment with my good buddy Lawton Swan. 
from Clemson Sports Talk. This is the Mark Childress Show. And if you see it laying around, it's all right to take it. Hi, Tiger fans. This is Ruthie Miller, Director of Community Outreach at Clemson Downs. We are cheering on Coach Amanda Butler and the Clemson Tigers women's basketball team as they get ready for a winning season. Clemson Downs is the only continuing care retirement community in the Clemson area, offering independent living, assisted living, memory care, and skilled nursing. Visit ClemsonDowns.com or call 654-1155. We'd be delighted to give you and your loved one a tour of our community. Go Tigers! Liberty Mutual Insurance Company presents... Doug. Fasten your seatbelts, folks. We'll be prepared for takeoff. Lemu, how cool is this? Your first time flying. Ah! Oh, I didn't mean... Listen, Lemu, you might not be able to fly, but you do something even cooler. You tell strangers that Liberty Mutual customizes their car insurance so they only pay for what they need. Sir, do you have a certificate for your service bird? Liberty, 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 Liberty. Get a customized quote at LibertyMutual.com. Here's Tom Hill from Catazoom Wraps. A wrap can be anything from graphics on a vehicle to graphics on a wall to graphics on a floor. Window graphics. So if somebody wants their storefront, they want to brand it, get attention from people driving by on the road. You might want to put your mission statement on your wall and what you want your customers to see when they walk in. What separates us, I would say, is that we're a full-service in-house, we do everything from design to printing to installation. We always come out, we meet you, we take a look at the facility, and we get to understand the project. The number one thing is customer satisfaction. We want to put out a quality product. We want people to be happy. We want people to turn around and tell somebody else, hey, these guys, if, if you go with them, they're going to take care of you. That's what we're all about, is to help other businesses grow their business. Check them out online at katazoom.com. That's K-A-T-A-Zoom.com. When you've got your home team from AgPro backing you, you roll over task. Cut the backfield. Bring it. Save you tons of money on a John Deere 1 Series tractor? You bet. Right now, our 1023E compact tractor with loader is just $174 per month. That's what your home team can do for you. For more home team savings, visit agproco.com today. Offer ends November 30th, 2020. Summer restrictions apply. See dealer for details. I'm Eddie Bennett. For 20 years now, Bennett Equipment has been renting and selling construction equipment that's helped build the upstate. Takeuchi compact excavators, track loaders, and wheel loaders have played a huge part. Bennett is proud to call the upstate home and can serve you from any of our three upstate locations. We'd like to thank our loyal customers for making it a great 20 years, and we look forward to the next 20. Remember, if you need equipment, buy or rent it from Bennett. Are you having trouble meeting your IRS or state tax obligations? David Green can help during this COVID-19 pandemic. The IRS has instituted relaxed collection measures, delayed due dates, and other programs that we can use to help delinquent taxpayers. If you owe the IRS, don't wait. Act now and get relief before they fully resume collection activities again. Call David at 864-271-7940 for your free planning session and let them help you be proactive. Hey y'all, former Clemson football player Hunter Renfro here. When I'm not on the field, I choose Onward Reserve to outfit my lifestyle. Whether it's dinner with my wife, a round of golf with my friends, a day on the water fishing, or game day in Clemson, I count on Onward Reserve to look my best. 
Swing by their new store in Clemson for game day apparel, accessories, and more at 383 College Avenue, downtown Clemson, and online at onwardreserve.com. Do you have investments or do you have an investing and financial plan for your future? Allow Kiwi Financial Group to give you an unbiased opinion of your current financial picture. With the goals of growth, income, and trying to minimize your taxes, we offer broad planning options to reach any goal that you may have. Call Kiwi Financial Group today at 654-5043 or online at kiwifg.com and let us help you. Securities and advisory services offered through the Strategic Financial Alliance, Inc., otherwise unaffiliated with Kiwi Financial. Hey, Tiger fans. Lake Cubbage with Lakeside Lodge, Clemson. If you're looking for a great place to beat the heat this summer, look no further than Lakeside Lodge, Clemson. A one-of-a-kind condo hotel, Lakeside Lodge has all the best resort amenities like a pool overlooking the lake and a poolside bar open weekends. So whether you are looking for a weekend getaway or you're in the market for none of the stress but all of the comforts of condo ownership, Lakeside Lodge is the perfect place to cool off. To find out more, go to lakesidelodgeclemson.com. Great Southern Homes has been building beautiful, exceptional, and great value homes in South Carolina for over two decades. Residents in the Midlands and the Lowcountry have come to trust Great Southern Homes as a premier home builder. And now you can too. Great Southern Homes is now building in the entire upstate. At Great Southern Homes, dream homes are standard. If you're looking for the right builder to make your dream home come true, look to Great Southern Homes. You'll be glad you did. Visit us online at greatsouthernhomes.com. Circumstances continue to drive uncertainties for families in our communities. One constant you can consider is the funding available for your student to attend college. Thanks to the South Carolina Workforce Industry Needs Scholarship, Tri-County students majoring in critical workforce areas like healthcare, manufacturing, computers, criminal justice, or early childhood may be eligible for a scholarship that pays $100 per credit hour. Learn more at tctc.edu forward slash scwins. And now, back to the Mark Childress Show on WCCP 105.5 The Roar. Welcome back in to the Mark Childress Show. We've been talking uh, college football, NFL so far. We're going to shift our focus over to the Clemson Tigers on the Northland Communication phone lines. It's my buddy Lawton Swan from Clemson Sports Talk. Lawton, I was just looking over, uh, I guess, Dabo's words about potential injuries this weekend. So it looks like no Jamie Skalski. It looks like no Frank Ladson. And it looks like a lot of vague, we don't know what's going to happen with the rest of the guys. Have I got that right? Yeah, it sounds like it. I mean, you know, when you talk about the guys that he labeled earlier in the week as the, you know, day-to-day, he didn't really give us any indication as to who was 100% available, but he did throw out two that wouldn't be playing. So, you know, I think you look at the James Skalski injury and just kind of the way that's uh, worked its way through now for several ball games as, as a potential, you know, your quarterback on the defensive side of the ball may be a bigger loss than even losing uh, Trevor Lawrence, given the way that DJ Uyungle yeah. played. But, yeah, you know, there's a there's just a lot to, I think, take away from what he what he means to this defense. And, and really, you know, kind of being that Brent Venables knows, you know, that bulldog guy, uh, there on the defensive side of the ball. And then Ladson, you know, I had somebody reach out to me after the post came up or on the website and said, man, did he say when he'll be back? And he really didn't. He talked about, you know, that spot on his foot that's bothering him. And it didn't make me feel great about, you know, even, you know, the pit game. So we'll see where it goes from there. But, you know, just right now, I think for these guys to, to know that you've gotten more guys 
back, it does appear, uh, than you had last week certainly feels good. But baby steps now, it seems like, with Skalski and Ladson. Yeah, and I, I read a quote. I, I pulled it here, uh, Lawton, because I wanted to ask you about it. Um, Dabo says that Clemson kept very quiet about Uyunglele's limitations as a runner and a thrower against Boston College and Notre Dame. Quote, to be honest, I was concerned about him going into BC if he could make the throws because he really couldn't even practice the week before. So DJ was really banged up, it sounds like. Didn't even practice leading up to the Boston College game. And I'm guessing didn't practice much going into Notre Dame. That makes what he did even more amazing. Oh, it's absurd. I mean, the numbers that he put up in his first two games as a starter are just ridiculous. And, you know, even if you take take away, Mark, the Syracuse game from Trevor Lawrence's first two starts, I mean, the discrepancy between those two guys statistically – I mean, it's off the board in DJ's favor. And that's not to say that he's going to be a better quarterback than Clemson in the two games that Lawrence played. What was a big blowout against Wake Forest, like a 63-3, to 63-7 to you know seven game, something like that. And so they got him out pretty early. But nonetheless, uh, just to, to go into uh, another top five program and play the way he did as a true freshman uh, is, is truly unheard of. And I, I don't know if with Lawrence, Clemson wins that game or not. But to see the future and what Dabo Sweeney and, and the Clemson Tigers have at, at quarterback, man, I, I think that was a message to anybody that thought things will fall off when Lawrence leaves. That was a quick memo that, no, I don't think the Tigers are going anywhere. Yeah, I don't think they are either. But the fact that he was that banged up I thought was pretty crazy. I also saw this stat as we continue on with Lawton Swan from Clemson Sports Talk. The last time Clemson lost back-to-back games was 2011 to NC State and then South Carolina. Since then, the Tigers are 12-0 and following a loss, three coming the next season after a year-end loss, of course, in the college football playoffs. It's just not something that the Tigers do, man, losing much at all, but definitely not losing back-to-back. Are you worried at all about Florida State this weekend? Uh, you know, it's surprising that it's a 35-plus point spread, and Dabo Sweeney said you know, to us tonight, he said, hey, I've got my butt beat down there many times. So he's well aware of how good that team is. <laughs> Uh, when it comes to, you know, the depth of talent that they've recruited. They haven't quite developed. They've had coaching changes. We all know that. I'm certainly not worried about it at this point, just given uh, the the difference in these two teams. you got to remember, they're two and six, and one of their victories, I mean, they held on by a thread against North Carolina, uh, nearly losing that one. They'd be one and seven right now in year one under Mike Norvell. I think he's the guy. I think he can get it fixed if Florida State fans will give him time. But I, I can tell you, when you had a run of success like they had under Bobby Bowden, uh, it's it's easy to get complacent. It's easy to pull back your giving and think that it's always going to happen. And I think it's a memo for Clemson Tiger fans to recognize that hey, you know, I know we got weird times with COVID nineteen, but down the road when you get a chance to get back in and give and support Ipte, I mean, it's huge for what this program these programs are able to do. And I think Florida State sort of the uh, you know sort of the playbook on what can go wrong if your fans get complacent. Yeah, I'm in agreement with you on that. It's interesting to see how far that uh, program has fallen. I fall into the camp, Lawton. Just pound them. Florida State owned us for so many years. Florida State, I don't want to say ruined seasons, but there were a number of times I felt like in the 2000s and even in, you know, early into the Dabo era in the 2010s where Clemson felt like they had a pretty good football team and were maybe climbing and trending in the right direction, only to run into that buzzsaw down there. I don't like to see another program suffer, but I'm totally fine with Clemson running it up on Saturday if that's something they have the ability to do. How do you feel about it? 
Yeah, no, I, I think when you've got a team that's arguably the second you know, best, quote, program uh, in the conference from top to bottom over the past 25, 30 years, I think you have yep. to do whatever you can to keep them down. And, you know, when we put out that tweet earlier, man, the social media response from Florida State fans have been hilarious. They're like, so when are you going to try to put 100 on us this weekend? So they are, <laughs> they are concerned about uh, what's rolling down in Tallahassee. Yeah, no doubt. It'll be interesting. One of the, uh, I guess, breaking news things that came out today for Florida State, uh, Chuba Purdy is out for the season, uh, their quarterback, uh, and he had played pretty well uh, a little bit earlier in the year. Now with Purdy out, they've only got two scholarship quarterbacks left. They've got a true freshman, Tate Rotomaker, and then redshirt sophomore Jordan Travis is who we should see, and he loves to run the football which is something I guess we've kind of seen some teams have a little bit of success with against Clemson this year, that mobile quarterback. Does that raise any red flags or concerns for you? Well, you know, he's coming off of a concussion too, uh, Jordan Travis, yeah. you mentioned. And, you know, it's funny because I was looking at their, at their statistics today. You know, he's their leading passer. He's their leading rusher. And I figure if they could figure it out, he'd be their leading receiver as well. But I mean, he's kind of their Mr. Everything right now. And if he gets down and they have to go to the Rotomaker kid, I mean, it's going to be bad, bad news. To see this game, you know, somebody asked me the other day, hey, do I ever remember this game, even when Florida State was dominant and maybe Clemson wasn't, do I ever remember this spread being that large? And I really don't. You know, even when they beat, them, yeah. when they beat Clemson 57 to nothing and the 48 nothing game, I really don't remember the discrepancy feeling this big. But they, they have recruited well, Mark. That's the thing you got to remember. They have recruited well, obviously uh, – Having um, Marvin, uh, I almost said Marvin Lewis, uh, the defensive lineman, um, nonetheless, out, that's a big deal for them. But, yeah, I I think at the end of the day, when you just kind of look at it, Clemson's overpowering them from top to bottom. Yeah, I think so as well. I hadn't really thought about my score yet. I'll give that on Saturday on the Tiger Tailgate Show, but it should be interesting. Starting to wrap things up now with Lawton Swan from Clemson Sports Talk. Lawton, this is my final Mark Childress show of 2020, Season 2 wrapping up tonight, mainly because there's college basketball, men's college basketball for Clemson each of the next three Wednesdays, and I think four of the next five. Any quick thoughts on uh, the Tigers, especially in their early season matchups? You know, I, I think it's valuable. By the way, it's Marvin Wilson. I don't know why I won't say Marvin Lewis. That's what happens when your brain's running 100 miles an hour. <laughs> but, um, you know, I, I was talking today about the fact I really like the freshmen. And I love the fact that this year with the Me COVID-19 too. protocols, there won't be any penalty for getting them out there. So, like, Omax Prosper, P.J. Hall, uh, you know, or even Lynn Kidd, you get a chance to not just build them in your system uh, through the physical side of things, but – you can play them without any repercussions. And so I, I think that's a big deal. And, and, you know, I talked with Terrence Oglesby about uh, the team today as well. And, you know, he really thinks that when you look at a guy like Amir Sims, the real key is how well he can play at the five, which tells you a little bit about what perhaps you're going to see from this team uh, on the offensive yeah. end of the floor if Amir Sims ends up being the guy that has the guard uh, centers on, your oppos- uh, on the opposing squads. Yeah, I'll be interested to see as well. I mean, I like this team. Uh, I'm hearing Prosper is the real deal. I've talked to Terrence on this show a couple of times. He does his show, Let It Fly, with T.O. in these studios on Thursday nights. A lot of times I'm in here hanging out with him as well. I think the future's bright. And I, I mean, college basketball snuck up on me. I mean, I was looking today. I got an email from Ben at the Roar, and he's like, hey, you realize there's, like, basketball the next three Wednesdays. For whatever reason, I was thinking we were still a couple of weeks away. We're seven days away. Clemson will be playing basketball seven days from right now. That's crazy. Yeah, they'll be getting ready to wrap it up. I think they tip off at, what, 6.30 next Wednesday. So, 
Yeah, it is. It, it's strange because you had the Masters last week. You got the NBA yeah. draft tonight. <laughs> that's going on. And then uh, you got college basketball tipping off in the week, all in the midst of, oddly, uh, the Iron Bowl taking place. I mean, it is. It, the, the count, look, you can't trust the calendar in 2020. When we look back on it in, in 25 years, we'll go, what in the world was going on in 2020? Everything was so messed up. Everything is messed up, man. Hey, Lawton, I appreciate having you on board, man. It's been a kick talking to you here in season two of the show, and I look forward to catching up with you soon, okay? Man, you do an incredible job, Mark. Thanks for having me. Awesome stuff, as always. Lawton Swan from Clemson Sports Talk. It's been great to have him. I think I've probably had him on just as much as any other guest possible here in uh, season two, and I've really enjoyed it. Hey, coming up in hour number two, more Clemson football talk, more NFL talk. We're going to be keeping you up to date and talking a lot of NBA draft as well, including Tyler Butler from Sports and Culture Sports Media joining us at 825. This is the Mark Childress Show. Broadcasting live from the Priority One Security Studios, WCCP 105.5, Clemson, Greenville, Anderson, WAHT, 1560 Cowpens, 97.5 Spartanburg, the Upstate's number one choice for sports. We are the Roar. Have you searched all over for your family's vehicle and can't find it on the lot? With the largest selection of Nissans in the upstate, Granger Nissan of Anderson is sure to have what you need in stock and ready to drive off the lot today. Proudly serving the upstate, Granger Nissan of Anderson is a proud partner of the Clemson Tigers and home with a lifetime powertrain warranty on all new vehicles. Conveniently located at 3510 Clemson Boulevard in Anderson and only 25 miles from Greenville and online at GrangerNissanofAnderson.com. When you've got your home team from AgPro backing you, you roll over task. Cut the backfield. Bring it. Save you tons of money on a John Deere 1 Series tractor? You bet. Right now, our 1023E compact tractor with loader is just $174 per month. That's what your home team can do for you. For more home team savings, visit agproco.com today. Offer ends November 30th, 2020. Summer restrictions apply. See dealer for details. You don't have to sacrifice style to have a floor that's 100% waterproof for life. Because the Home Depot has Pergo Outlast Plus Laminate starting at just $279 a square foot. With 22 colors, including on-trend grays, Pergo Outlast Plus can fit any style, in any room, beautifully, and resist water. Get Pergo Outlast Plus starting at just $279 a square foot at the number one Pergo waterproof laminate flooring retailer, The Home Depot. More saving, more doing. U.S. only. See warranty for details. Are you mechanically inclined and love working with your hands? High-demand jobs with great wages are within reach in the exciting world of computerized machining operations. And the CNC Programming and Operations Program at Tri-County Technical College is your best next step. Literally dozens of companies right in our own backyard need you to learn the manual and computer-controlled machining skills today to enter the advanced manufacturing workforce of tomorrow. Learn more at tctc.edu slash CNC. In 2007, Marine First Lieutenant Travis Mannion was killed in Iraq after saving his wounded teammates. Travis's legacy lives on through the words he spoke before his final deployment, If not me, then who? Words that today fuel the spirit of Travis Mannion Foundation. And through TMF, these words can live in you too. Show the world what you're made of, because character is invisible until it's not. Find out how you can strengthen the character of your community alongside empowered veterans, families of the fallen, and inspired civilians at travismanion.org. 
Hi, I'm Dr. Marcus Blackstone, Chief Clinical Officer of Bonds Corps St. Francis.